Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright, broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion. The governor of sports talk, that is. And he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports Done Right, up next. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright, Sports Governor. Sorry for the technical difficulties, but keep it tuned here. We will be on two minutes. Sports done right.
your snowcats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Hey, here we go. What's going on, everybody? Damn. Spreaker gets us again. Oh, a beaten down <laughs> sports governor from Minnesota tonight, Vince Wright. Talking to you live from the great state of Minnesota. Got the board up. Everything's running. Welcome aboard, everybody. Sports done right. Another Tuesday night edition. I appreciate you coming through here. Oh, man, so much, uh, well, a little bit to get caught up on. You know, we're kind of in that little slow period of sports, but we got my main man, Gilbert Batista. He's going to be joining us here in about 15 minutes, and we're going to talk a little boxing. He is the co-host of Ringside, uh, my boxing show I do on IE Sports Radio. I want to say what up to them. But also, he and Larry B co-host a show called Pirate Radio, which is a a Raider fan podcast or radio show. So we're going to be getting into some NFL talk with our main man, Gilbert, as well. We're going to be talking to him about his Raiders. You know, Beast Mode is joining them. You know, they got the pending move to Vegas, all kinds of stuff going on up in the North Bay. But can they get it done? Can they uh, maybe eke out a title in the next couple years? Now, wouldn't that be something if they could actually win a title? Before they had to to jet camp and move on out to Vegas. But anyway, I want to welcome everybody in the Spreaker.com chat room. First up, Bama Boy. Hey, and everybody, thanks again. Uh, again, we had some little technical snafu here with the microphone. So we had to restart the show. But I appreciate everybody hanging out again. Chat room bumping Bama Boy from the 334. I want to say what up to you, sir. Thanks for coming through. Sluggo. The man, the myth, the legend, Georgia State alum. And by the way, man, that Georgia State facility over at Turner Field or whatever they're going to call it, man, very nice, very nice. So props to Georgia State and their most famous alumni, Sluggo, in the chat room. The lovely Shelly B always got got a handle on things. Want to welcome her here as well. My brother-in-law, Big Jeff's in the house. And uh, yeah, yeah, if you got an engineer, definitely help a brother out, man. Big L from the south side of Chicago, now living in Little Rock, Arkansas. He's always ready to talk a little crap with us. Uh, defending them lowly bears, as he so often does. But we want to welcome him to the chat room as well. Uh, all ex-squad affiliates, by the way. Gotta say what up to Big Ben, BS3 Sports Report out of Dallas, Texas, another ex-squad affiliate, and uh, DJ Knox, ex-squad affiliate as well. Make sure you follow everybody on Spreaker.com, check out all the shows, um, create an account, follow yours truly, Vince Wright, Sports Done Right, Spreaker.com. Just takes a quick second to create an account, you follow the shows you like, that way when we go live, you'll get an instant notification that the show is going live. You can listen to us live. You can listen on demand. That's what I really dig about Spreaker people. 
the on-demand aspect, because life is busy. I get it. Trust me, the gov gets it. And, I, you know, I often feel like I'm running around, as they say, like a chicken with his head cut off. But, man, lots of big things happening here. So, uh, Big Ben in here, DJ Knox, Ken, shoot, hey, Ken, thank you for popping back on Sports Done right here on Spreaker.com. Yes, we did get it ironed out, my man. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on through here. The lovely Mocha Bella from the 305 Miami, Florida has joined us. It's not an evening without a lovely Mocha Bella. And Larry B, he is the chairman of the board of IE Sports Radio. Make sure you follow IE Sports Radio on Spreaker.com. Facebook as well. Also hit up xsquadaffiliates.com as well. And um, you'll find out about our shows there. Lots of good hosts. Lots of big things happening as well. Mocha saying 305 is in the house. How them dolphins going to do, Mocha? Let your sports done right audience know. Oh, man. I It has been one of them days. I'm not going to lie. I am not going to lie. I didn't have time to properly get my notes put together i uh <laughs> well gotta admit it man gov forgot his phone back at work had to turn around because you know you cannot live life without your cell phone man so uh had to go back <laughs> through rush hour traffic twice considering i live on the other side of town from where i work uh wasn't too far away that's the only saving grace otherwise we might uh, had to delay the show but it is what it is man all right, Run CNC is up in here as well, Conrad. Thank you for joining us uh, down there from beautiful Columbus, Ohio, O-H-I-O. And uh, Big Ten football, speaking of, coming up. Had media day last week. Can't wait for that Big Ten football. Everybody's picking Ohio State again. Michigan may have something to say. All right, so. Oh, man. What else do we got going on here on the microphone? Uh, looks like Cleveland and Boston are on the Situation Room Monitor. They're tied up in the top of the fifth, 5-5. Five five. And Cleveland running away with the Central Division, as expected. I mean, you know, I'm going to talk a little Twins action here. Uh, we were caught up in the frenzy earlier this season, but now Twins, six and a half back, I think. Uh, they seem to be, for lack of a better term, giving up. And I don't know what you make of it, but it is what it is, man, because um, they activated Byron Buxton again. Uh, he missed 14 games with a groin, a groin strain, excuse me. And he may not have been missed too much on the field because as, as tremendous as Byron Buxton is in the field as a center fielder, again, I don't think there's anybody faster, a faster outfielder in baseball. Guy can't hit the side of a barn with a baseball bat. Um, and that sucks because if, if he could, I mean, we, we may be talking a little bit differently about the Twins right now. But it is what it is. Um, so he's coming back and what else do we got? Oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Quick twins note. I mean, Hey, if they're not going to kind of give it a whirl for the season and try and make some things happen, why should I spend my time talking to them? You know, that's kind of the thing locally, man, you know, so in a little slump since the home run derby, 
Twins, you know, I think they were a couple games out at the break. Now six and a half. Cleveland obviously getting wind beneath their wings. Man, try Twins. Put something together. It's been a long time since the Gov's been to a playoff game up here. And it's time now. So, you know, we got all these uh, new general managers, all these uh, statistic freaks and whatnot. Let's see if they can do something for our beloved Minnesota Twins, man. Because this, ooh, I had to cut myself there. This ish is getting old. All right. Um, Gilbert's going to be joining us here in about nine minutes. We're going to talk some MMA. Obviously, you guys saw uh, Bones last weekend. John Jones back in the saddle again over uh, Cormier. And I actually watched it on Periscope because, you know, I said, hey, I got to get into a little bit more MMA. You know, my show, I do the boxing show with Gilbert. We're supposed to be talking more MMA. So I said, let me check it out. Yeah, you know, again, I'm not a big MMA guy. I'm trying to open up, but it was all right. It was all right. You know. So anyway, um, Bones Jones. With the knockout over Cormier, Cormier, excuse me. And, well, what can you say? I mean, <laughs> anybody that's going to get kicked to the melon like that is definitely in for some uh, rude awakenings. Let me get into the chat room here. It looks like everybody's saying, what up, run. CNC says uh, Bones Jones is a monster. Yeah, hopefully he can keep himself clean. He'll keep himself out of trouble because he's exactly what MMA needs, man. Uh, light heavyweight champ once again. Let's see what happens. You know, God, but you got to stick on the straight and narrow. All right, run. Who watching my old Buckeyes trying to beat this challenge? <laughs> ALS squad on ESPN. Oh, yeah, they got some basketball stuff going on there. What else we got going on in the world of Twin Cities? Tomorrow night, Gopher fans is the debut of... What is it? Being PJ Fleck or being Coach Fleck? ESPNU is the channel. And again, we talked a little bit about it last week. Going to be a lot of exposure for our program, our beloved Golden Gophers. God knows we need it. And I, I you know, I think, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people discussing this show. You know, the older folks really don't like it. But again, you know, Sports has kind of passed them by in terms of the way it's consumed nowadays. You know, a lot of old newspaper writers getting on Coach Fleck here. You know, uh, this why does he have to do this? You know, well, look, man, this is the way it is nowadays. We're in 2017, and this is how you got to recruit. This is how you got to, you know, get your players. This is how you get the University of Minnesota out there in a positive light. Now, if he can keep the players in line and all this extracurricular stuff in check. I mean, this does nothing but help. Now I see Larry B in our chat room. He's probably saying something about them Trojans. Oh yes. Yeah. Don't forget about USC. You know, Larry, I'm going to have my college football show coming up here probably in about two or three weeks. Obviously USC is going to have a lot be talked about. Uh, they're back looking good. Kings of LA once again, and we, we will see. We will see. Um, I know the folks over in Westwood at UCLA are going to try and have something to say about that. But um, we will take a look um, at college football here duly. All right, folks. I'll just give you a quick little update here. 
little baseball update. We got the Tigers over the Yankees 4-2 in the bottom of the six. Pittsburgh is down big time to Cincinnati 8-1. Kansas City is losing to Baltimore 3-1. Boston, as we said, is tied with Cleveland 5-5. In the middle of the fifth, we got Washington up on Miami 6-3. Sorry, Mocha. Your Dodgers, oh, them ever-popular Dodgers just keep winning over them Atlanta Braves 2-0 to zero in the bo- or top of the fifth. St. Louis, Milwaukee. As a Cubs fan, we want Milwaukee to keep on losing. We like that. So, uh, But Milwaukee's up 3-1. Cubbies up over Arizona in the bottom of the second 3-0. Seattle over Texas. 2-0, Tampa Bay, Houston. Uh, Tampa Bay's on top there, 3-0. Toronto's on top of the White Sox. Tonight, we got the Mets out in the mountains at Colorado. And over on the West Coast, we got San Francisco, Oakland, the Battle of the Bay Area. And our beloved Minnesota Twins are actually out West as well, people. And they're going to be taking on the San Diego Padres. Check it out. All right. Five minutes to a Gilbert. Let me. Has anybody heard this LeVar Ball story? Story him, Adidas, the female referee that he got thrown out of the game. What do you guys think about this one? Now, supposedly he doesn't like a call. He starts John with the referee who happens to be a female. She tees him up. Okay, well, sounds like basketball to me. Well, and he, apparently he did this not once but twice during this tournament, I guess, in consecutive days. I hope I'm right on that. I'll just say allegedly, cover myself here. But LeVar threatened to take his team off the court unless the female referee was removed. And lo and behold, Adidas knuckled under to LeVar Ball and removed the referee from the tournament. I mean, back to your corners on that, man, because I do not agree with that Adidas knuckling under to LeVar Ball. Uh, why? Does does he have that much prestige? Is, is, are we missing some, some back channel payments somewhere? Why in the world would you dump a referee in a basketball tournament and forget LeVar Ball, any coach, that any coach says, I want them, in this case her, out of here. Big L in our chat room says, Vince, it happens all the time in AAU basketball. Not a story, Vince. <laughs> okay, all right. My daughter plays AAU. I've never, I've, I've seen, we've all seen some knuckleheaded parents. We've all, you know, sat next to that parent that may be a little loud a little cantankerous. But to actually ask for a referee to be dismissed, I mean, and I'm speaking just as the coach, forgive what a, what a fan may say. I mean, I, I've seen it. I've, I've, I've actually coached the year of AAU ball on, on one of my son's teams. So you can be upset with the refs, but man, to ask for one. And then, like I said, Adidas, the, or Adidas, the camp sponsor, to, to knuckle under... Man, I don't know. All right, folks, let's get to our guest here. Sounds like he's calling in. All right, and Mr. Gilbert Batista, are you there, sir? Yes, I am, sir. 
All right, folks, on the line, you know him as the co-host of Ringside with yours truly, Vince Wright, the sports governor. And he is the one and only Gilbert Batista. And But not only are we going to be talking a little boxing tonight, we're going to be talking a little Raider football. Uh, Gilbert, make sure you follow Pirate Radio on Spreaker.com, where him and Larry B get down talking a little Raider football. And again, another good show on Spreaker and IE Sports Radio. So make sure you check them out. All right, fellas. Um, Gilbert, let me ask you this. We're going to start with the boxing here. A little MMA with the John Bone Jones uh, fight here last weekend. But uh, last week we had Bronner. We had Garcia. You know, Bronner really, really, really didn't do a whole lot of anything, to be honest with you, Gilbert. So again, bro, I just wanted to get your take on the fight because I, you know, in my opinion, if you know you're not throwing any punches, you can't rack up points, and unless you're going to knock somebody out, I mean, he he just set him up for his own self up for failure in that fight. It seemed like Gilbert. He didn't do nothing for eight rounds. I mean, seriously, I mean, he bodied up in the ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth round, right? But right. he didn't have. He wasn't punching. He wasn't. He was shaking his head no and laughing it up, but he wouldn't punch back. To show no to show somebody that it didn't hurt, you gotta punch back and you gotta do damage. He didn't do that until the later rounds. How do you expect to win? We've talked about it before. He's not mentally ready to be fighting, dude. He needs that stability and to be honest, I don't think he has it. You know, it's it's not an invalid uh, thought, man. I mean, I tend to agree with you, homie, because, you know, we saw the little tirade after the fight. You know, obviously he seems to be a little upset. The crowd maybe started off slightly in Bronner's favor, I thought, at the Barclays Center. By the end of the night, it seemed to even out. Maybe a little more people were appreciative, at least, of uh, Garcia's efforts in terms of being – the aggressor in the fight. Um, but, you know, let me ask you this, because Bronner is what he is at this point, and I'll get back to him in a second, but I really want to give Mikey Garcia some love because I've really become a fan of his. I think he is a phenomenal fighter. I think he is definitely, uh, at least in my pound-for-pound pound top five, you know, 30, I think, what, 38? No, now, 30 knockouts. Yeah. I mean, this dude is the real deal, and I and I hope he starts getting his due, Gilbert. What do you think about Mikey Garcia? I, I love the guy. I just think that at this point he's just soft-spoken, and a lot of people that are soft-spoken don't get the credit because they don't say, look at me, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. He just goes in there and does his business and gets out, you know. His brother has helped him a lot. His, his father is also a co-trainer, so they've kind of taught him the basics, and he's wrong with it, you know. He's done a great job, man. So who do you think he fights next? Who do we see on the horizon for Mikey Garcia now that Bronner, arguably his biggest name, fight? So who's out there for him? I see if Terrence Crawford wins his next fight, which is probably this weekend, I believe, uh, I I put him against Terrence Crawford. They're two really good guys with a lot of skill, and it would be a good test for Terrence Crawford because pound for pound, I believe he's like two or three. I believe that he's number two or three in the in the rankings. All right, man. Well, let's we'll get back to Bronner here. So another loss for him, a very disappointing loss. Like I said, just not a lot of activity there. 
I, I just don't know if he can figure it out, man. And, and I mean, no disrespect to him. I know a lot of people don't like him because of his antics. You know, he wants, you know, his little Floyd Mayweather Jr. act and all that stuff. But, man, where does he go from here, Gilbert? I mean, in all honesty, where does Bronner go? He, need, he needs a change of, of coaches, of uh, management, of everything, dude. He just needs a fresh start and start clean, you know? Um, I think he has in his corner a bunch of yes-men that kind of argue with him in the corner a little bit, which is like, no, I'm your coach. I got to tell you what I'm looking at, and I got to tell you how to do it because – you're not executing the game plan. Basically, they argue with him the whole fight because after the second round, they're telling him, you're not doing enough. And he's like, I got this. I got this. So, I mean, if if you're going to argue with your coaches, you need to change for the better, not, not, not just sit there and say, I got this. You know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. And, you know, but he has a history of that. You know, he doesn't really listen to the corner. I don't know. I just I think obviously his better days are behind him. Uh, the Showtime crew was talking, you know, hey, this he can come back, get another belt somewhere, which he can. But in terms of the big name fights or big name fighters, man, I just don't think he can beat any of the top guys. And, uh, you know, from the weight division below, you know, they fought at a catch weight here for this fight. But, um, you know, even up to 154, man, I don't see him making any uh dent so to speak it, to me it comes back to the discipline because if he has the discipline to be in the gym and do his thing i believe he could be a great fighter um but he has to show that discipline of wanting to go into the gym wanting to learn and pick it up from there you know because from what i see i think he's content where he's at and and in the sport you gotta evolve every single fight mm-hmm. i mean you gotta change things up you gotta try to get better each and every fight to to become the best fighter you can be aim for perfection even though you can't be perfect you know what i mean absolutely and rc uh, ronald cameron by the way what up to him up in duluth minnesota uh he says uh i gave bronner the ninth round i struggled giving him that round i tried to tell folks garcia was the truth he'd be a top five fighter right now if not for the long layoff you know what? You know what it is. Is the combinations? He just went and stopped shooting. I think he shot more in this fight than all his other fights combined. But it's because that was part of the game plan for for his for his brother. Because Maidana did the same thing. He had, he shot a lot more than Broner, and I think that's the formula to beat Broner. You have to shoot in combination because he freezes at times. So you have to shoot in combination right. to get your shots off and not let him think. You know, totally agree, man. Okay, now let's just kind of finish it out with the boxing talk here. So, obviously, got to touch real quick because I want the the sports done right, folks. Here, Spreaker.com. Again, Vince Wright, sports governor, your lovely host, Gilbert Batista on the line, co-host of Ringside with me, also host of the pirate or co-host of uh, Pirate Radio. We're gonna talk LA Raiders here in a couple minutes, but. Gil, what do you see coming down the pike here in this McGregor-Mayweather thing? I mean, has anything changed since we've talked last and since we've talked about it on the radio? Uh, you know, the press conference, or excuse me, the press tour is over. Did that change your mind in, in any way, shape, or form? No, because we're talking, <laughs> about, we're talking about a boxer in a boxing match against an MMA fighter. 
And this this MMA fighter has been mm-hmm. has been training for what two years? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Floyd has twenty one years in the game. I think he's forgotten more stuff than McGregor will know in in the amount of time he's been training. So it you know I I know the MMA fans are like McGregor's gonna hurt him and he's gonna put him down quick you know but you gotta catch him to to be able to do that to him and to this point I just don't think he. He has that ability to track him down and put it on him, to be honest with you. I hear you, man. So um, nothing's changed there. Triple G and Canelo Alvarez, the other fight that has now totally gone missing with uh, the announcement of the uh, big exhibition there. Um, before we get into Raider football talk, man, what are you thinking there? Um, you still like a... Now I can't remember. Did you were you uh, leaning towards Triple G initially in this fight or Canelo? There, there's there's some concerns I have about Triple G because of his last fight that he had with a, yeah, a Jacob. Because yeah. Jacob showed the kind of formula you have to use to beat him, and I think uh, Canelo has the ability to do what Jacobs did, and a little bit he has a little bit faster hands. So it's going to be interesting to see if uh, Triple G can hurt Canelo early and kind of get him backtracking the whole fight you know what i mean yeah because if he doesn't do that i think canelo can take this fight okay all right you know good analysis i still you know i really 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 i'm kind of you know i was leaning triple g initially but i started thinking about the power of alvarez and then that last fight with triple g and yeah, I might I might be uh, shifting seas here and leaning a little bit more towards Alvarez right now, my that, brother. That's that's exactly where I was at until I saw that that uh, that Jacobs fight. I I kind of thought if if Triple G can can put it on Canelo, I think the power is just too much. But if you can't find somebody to show him the power, you're in trouble. You know what I mean? Exactly. And real quick, just wanted to say what up to EZ and Big L. Jelani out there as well. The Chief Rocker, Cabal. Welcome to Sports Done Right yet again Tuesday night here on Spreaker.com. My guest, Gilbert Batista. And Gilbert coming in uh, last second. I got to say what up. Uh, Di Murphy, who was going to join us tonight, fell ill today. So she wasn't feeling too good. We were going to get her Minnesota Vikings training camp report. She actually got... Uh, media credentials and uh, did a lot of uh, did some interviews took some pictures so we will reschedule die die if you're listening hope you get better and take care of yourself but gilbert as he is the true g that he is stepped up to the plate and then uh, is giving us a few minutes of his time tonight on tuesday evening so all right man real quick here let's get off the boxing let's just real quickly touch on bones jones last week and then we'll get into the raider talk so even I've hopped on Periscope here, Gilbert, and, and you know, I said, I, I don't watch enough MMA. I really don't watch any, to be perfectly honest with you. I said, this is a huge fight. I've heard everybody talking about it all week. Let me check it out. And it was all right. I, I, I love the whole card because I watched, I was going back and forth between between the, the boxing and the MMA the whole night, actually, because I wanted to stay up on everything. So I, I kind of paid attention to the Cyborg fight and the the Bones-Jones fight because those were the two big ones for me. Right. 
Well, talk to me about it, man. I, you know, I'll defer to you. As I did, I saw the it, the very end of the, of the cyborg fight, so I didn't see that one. And um, you know, obviously saw John's fight there, where he looked pretty damn phenomenal. Um, what did you think of Cyborg? Cyborg, she she was just dominant. I mean, she knocked out her opponent with straight out knees. It wasn't even it wasn't even uh, punches. It was straight out knees, and she knocked her out. It was ugly. Um, and Bones Jones, I mean, that was a fight that it was kind of even for the first couple rounds, and then all of a sudden he heard, he heard Cormier. And then he lands a bunch of punches. I mean, he just straight out knocked him out. I mean, it was he made up. Forget knockout, man. He made Cormier cry (laughs) on live TV. See, I I stopped it because I was like, it's over. I don't have to worry about it. I didn't even see him cry. That was was the issue. Yeah, I was just like, damn, this guy is, I get it. You know, you train, you do all you got to do. Um, but you know, not to make fun of, cause obviously both of these guys would flatten me in about 10 seconds, but man, yeah, yeah. So yeah, good card for MMA. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and check out the rest of the fights, but hey, they, I'll give they, it a were, shot. they were, they were, they were a bunch of great fights. You got to check it out, man. If you could replay it or in, on YouTube or whatever, there were a bunch of great fights and, right. and I recommend you do that cause they were, they were legit fights. The whole card through. And I can just tell, too. But Yeah, our chat room is definitely on fire about it as well. Cyborg is a monster. The Cyborg scares me, Bama Boy says. Jones, oh, yeah, John Jones is back, says uh, Big Ben, BS3 Sports Report. Man. Well, see, I got got something to say about that. Okay, go ahead. When you go out challenging Brock Lesnar right after you win like that, I don't know because you're aiming for a big fight. You know what I mean? And Brock Lesnar, he's almost 40 years old. He is like yeah. 40 pounds heavier. I mean, is it leg- a legitimate matchup for him to take on a guy that's older, that's been suspended for two years? You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things where you want to make a mega fight like uh, McG- McGregor and Mayweather, but it just mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen, to be honest with you. I don't either. I, you know, I th- Brock... Look, he's old. He, he's, he's old, old I, you know, and I'm trying to show him some love because, you know, he's a local guy, you know, Golden oh, yeah, Gopher, forgot, Minnesota. I'm sorry about that, but, but, but you, you know, know, here's the thing, man. Obviously, he's had issues, um, whether it's performance enhancement stuff, yeah. you know, coming off that surgery he had on, on his stomach a few years ago that kept him out of, of both wrestling uh, and MMA for a long time. Uh, Diverticulitis, that, that's some crazy stuff, man. Yeah, man, yeah, exactly. Crazy stuff. And, you know, Believe. just sitting around, you know, I, I don't know what he does to keep him out, himself in shape, but I've heard that, you know, he can kind of balloon up, you know, with the best of them. So yeah. I, I just don't know, man. Uh, you know, I, I like Brock a lot. I know he'll help sell tickets if he is, in fact, coming back to MMA. Uh, the rumors are always swirling. Have you heard anything about that? Well, I'll tell you like this: the WWE contract is almost up, and I believe if John called them out, I think he will try to give it a go. But I, I just don't think it's it's an even matchup because, to be honest with you, John Bone Jones is is the best of his generation. It was like a uh, Silva in his time, you know what I mean? Okay. Nobody can really do anything to him. Right. I mean, there's guys that have really legitimately tried to put it on him, and they just can't. He's that good, you know. He he's shown the ability to evolve, and we I always talk about evolving because 
that is a big part in sports. If you don't change, you're going to stay stagnant in one spot and you're going to get old and quit. You know what exactly. I mean? So you've exactly. got to evolve. And, and he's shown the ability to do that. Exactly, yeah. folks. And by the way, this this is a podcast. All right. And again, we got Gilbert Batiste on Sports Done Right, Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com. Every Tuesday night, you can find the sports governor chilling with great folks and great fans around the country. And we got a great one here all the way from Central California. So let's get into it, man. Gilbert, your loss, or listen, I almost said Los Angeles Raiders. I'm sitting here. I was looking at a note about the the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. I almost had that Freudian slip. But, okay, here we go, boss. You got beast mode. You got car back. You guys were headed to great big things last year until, obviously, Mr. Carr suffered that injury. How are you feeling here? We're a week or so in the preseason. We got the preseason games coming up here pretty quick. Um, how are you feeling as a Raider fan about your squad this year, Gilbert? Hey, we got Cordell Patterson from the from the Vikings, so he's, oh, he's going to yeah. be an, an integral part in what we do. But I am kind of concerned because uh, if you've been hearing the news, I mean, Donald Penn didn't report, so he's the one that protects Derek Carr. You know what I mean? Right. And we got to assure that up. <laughs> we got to pay him his money. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, right. that, that's that's the one big issue that I have at this point is because he's the one that protects Derek Carr. He missed that that that, uh, that play when Derek Carr got injured was the only play he missed the whole season. So oh, wow. that, that's, that's how important he is to the team. And if he didn't report because of his contract dispute, that's something that concerns me. I mean, other... Other than that, I mean, the the team on paper looks set, but on paper is one thing. You got to get go out there and perform. That's that's where I'm at. I got to see them perform before I'm gonna say, oh, they're gonna go to the playoffs. You, you don't really know. It's too right. early to tell. Well, so so I got I gotta really pay attention to what they're doing in, in the off season and and who they got or who they're gonna keep because they still gotta cut down the roster. So you there could be some cuts you don't expect either. Exactly. And, you know, let's okay. let's start with the fun positions here. Your wide receivers, um, you know, you got Cooper, you got Crabtree, O'Malley. Um, How are you feeling about this squad, man? And obviously, long as your quarterback is healthy, I think you guys are going to be phenomenal on offense. But, um, you know, tell me what you think about uh, Mr. Crabtree there and, you know, Cooper out there on the other end. I honestly think... Crabtree's legit. Um, I'm I'm interested to see our third whiteout position is going to be the important one because last year we had Seth Roberts, but that was the guy that was dropping a lot of balls, if you remember. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see how we use Cordero Patterson if we have him as a third wide receiver and can he catch and can about, he catch on the run? And you know what, what about I mean? um, Ryan O'Malley at tight end? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great pieces there. I mean. There's there's another there's another guy we got from uh Jer- Jared Cook, he's a tight end that we got from Green Bay. Um, yeah, he a- he's he yeah he's good he's good. So so it's one of those things where, um we're we're set. It's just you gotta execute. And to me, the big question is the defense, the corners, the linebacker. The linebacker spot is a big spot because we didn't really address that spot during free agency or the draft. So I'm interested to see what we're going to do, you know? 
Exactly. So let me ask you this. Who on the Raiders defense needs to step up this year and really make their voice heard? Khalil Mack, Jelani Jenkins. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say all the cornerbacks in in the in that in that room because they were the ones giving up big plays. I mean, the and the the linebackers a little bit because they gave up a lot of big plays in the middle, and then that's why Derek Carr had a they had a bunch of comebacks. And you kind of have to address the back end to to be successful. You got to get pressure to help the the corners too. So it's a little bit of everything, really. Okay. Well, if, go if ahead. If your if your defensive line isn't executing with the pressure. Your corners are having to do it longer, and you give up bigger plays. So, so if you could get pressure, get your guys going early, and and make them nervous, you can you can get big plays. But on the other side, you know what I mean. So, and then now I'm looking at the depth chart as of right now. Looks like they got uh, David Emerson, Sean Smith as uh, the top starters there at the cornerback position. Looks like Carl Joseph at strong safety, free safety Reggie Nelson. But yep. behind there, you know, there's a couple of players. You got Keith McGill there. He's it. You know, he's going to be he's pushing. A he's a tall. He's a tall, lanky dude. I love, dude. I love. I love the way he plays. So I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing what McGill does too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Kenneth Durden sitting back there as well. These are all listed as second team. So you know, if some of these players don't step up for the Raiders, D man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you think about uh Justin Ellis? I love the guy. I mean, he he is a big big dude that can that can open up stuff going going downhill. So I like what he does. You nice, know? Nice. Okay. And I now here's the thing. I love the Raiders aura. I think this is um this could be a very fun little stretch for them to kind of get back to the just win baby um, Al Davis type of attitude there. They got two years left in Oakland. Obviously now I, I was thinking this be and I, I said it before you called in. If they could find a way to win the Super Bowl in I, Oakland I before you. they moved. I mean, wouldn't that be something? Yeah. I, w- I was listening to the show before I called in. So oh, okay, uh, yep. it, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great thing, but you got to remember, um, you got to execute. It's not just talking about it. Oh, it's, yeah. You got to be you about execute, it. I mean, right. I, I mean, because uh, the order that you're talking about, I've, I've, I've seen it, man. Uh, ever since Derek Carr got there and Matt got there, everything changed, but it's, you got, you got to do things. You got to, you got to set goals and make them happen. Not just talk about it. So I like what they're doing. It's just, they have to execute. To me, that's the big thing this year. They got to execute, execute and finish. How are you, you feeling know? about the coaching staff? Actually, I like what they did with uh, bringing in Pagano from the San, uh, the L.A. Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. That's still weird to say, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. He, he, um, Pagano is like just an extra voice in the defensive room. Um, but he has a lot of blitzes. If you look at uh, what the Chargers did, they used to blitz a lot. And Pagano was the defensive coordinator. So I think it's going to open up everything for Ken Norton. He might he might control everything else, but the blitzes. I think Pagano's going to play a big part in that, you know. And he was working with Bosa, so I can only imagine what he what he can do with Mac, and that's what's scary to me, 
you got Irvin back there too. I mean, those right. two guys are monsters. Not, and then you, I mean, there's, there's, you still got to see what you're going to do with Alden Smith. That's another beast. So it's, it's an interesting dynamic right now. Absolutely. Now, as I'm looking at the schedule, and again, folks, sports done right on Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com as well. Got Gilbert Batista. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Gilbert Batiste 2. Again, at Gilbert Batiste 2. And we'll get that out there on the Sports Done Right page on Facebook as well. And also follow me, by the way, at the Big Smooth One on Twitter. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. All right, Gilbert. So looking at the schedule here, I actually got your squad now. Um, they got week four. They're at Denver. Obviously, the rivalry, all this stuff. But I have them three and zero. I have them winning opening day at Tennessee. I think they will beat Tennessee. Um, yeah. They played the following week at home against the New York Jets. I definitely got them in that game. Then they go back out east again. A lot of plane travel the first three weeks for this squad, but they'll be out in Washington. And I definitely got them um, over the skins. So I, I really do think they're going to be 3-0 and heading back into Denver week four. And then the fun begins. You know, you know. Honestly, I I think we, uh, Denver and Kansas City they've had some stuff on us, but I think this is our year, man. I honestly think that we could beat Denver. We did it once last year, but we gotta we gotta put those wins together against these rivalry teams like uh, San Diego, Denver, and the ones in our division because that's what's important. Did you say San Diego? Oh yeah, <laughs> I tell you, man. It's I tell you. Know, man. Yeah. It's going to take some getting used to, man. It really yeah, is. Man. Because after that, now, see, after that Denver game, it does get a little interesting because you talk about the division. You know, they got Baltimore at home. Then they got the Los Angeles Chargers at home. And they also have Kansas City at home. So they got three big home games starting October 8th where, you know, let's say they win those first three, they get past Denver. They can really set themselves up nicely for another run at the playoffs like they were on track to do last year. And and ever since we got Carr, I'm not really scared of any team, really. All he has to do is stay healthy. Stay and, healthy, yeah. And, and, we got a, and we got a chance. I mean, that's all you could ask in football is having a chance. Especially um, being a Raiders fan. I mean, I'm not trying to talk, uh, you know, crap or anything, but, you know, it's, it's been a long time. You know, since those glory days, since you guys, in my opinion, got robbed against the, you know, the Patriots. So, and obviously with the impending move to Vegas, I mean, so many emotions in the Bay Area or just for Raider, Raider fan in general. My, my thing is for me, I, I really, these, these next two years, I think are our window to get it done. Honestly, if we can't do it in those next two years. I don't. I think it's going to be hard afterward. Well, you know? I'll tell you what, man. If the Vikings, you know, can do it, hopefully, and get there on the NFC side, you know, I mean, I was a, I think, seven, eight years old when I watched the last Viking Super Bowl, them and the Raiders. You know, I yep. would really love to see the Raiders get back for the city of Oakland. You know, beast mode comes home. I mean, wouldn't that be something? I mean, if they were actually yeah. able to pull it off, Gilbert. She- that would be because he he can retire after that and be happy because he did what he set out to do. Exactly. You know? Yep. You know? Now, so- we got a question out here from Ben in our Spreaker.com chat room. 
Again, Ben is the host of the BS3 Sports Report out of Dallas, Texas. Make sure you follow him as well. Now, yeah. he's asking about those Megatron rumors. Um, you know, Johnson, Calvin Johnson, reportedly interested in coming back just as long as it's not for the Detroit Lions. And apparently the Raiders are very high, if not the uh, top pick on his list, if this does happen. Have you heard anything out there in California? Uh, I, anything I've else read, on the I've rumor? Read, I've read a bunch of articles, man. And if it happens, great. But I don't really read too much into the articles because, I mean, you you ask a bunch of questions and, and they're not going to tell you the truth. If it's going to happen, it's going to have to be happening quietly. I mean, because you don't want no other teams to swoop in and just hand them a bunch of money to, because they need somebody. So to me, it's like it better be quiet. And just keep it under the radar and make it happen. You know, why all the fanfare? Just make it happen. If the Raiders can do it, do it. But don't don't jeopardize because Khalil Mack has a contract coming up. Cooper has a contract coming up. So it, you got to you gotta see how much cap you have. And is it feasible to bring in Megatron for one or two years and trying to make a Super Bowl run? You know? Well, hey, I'll tell you what. If it happens, man. <laughs> I mean, watch out. I mean, it's like, him and, it's and, like, and Carr. Ooh. It's like uh, I'm saying it's like the the like the Lakers back in the day when they were building up. You know, they had all the superstars. That's that's the way. I, or Golden, you could even say Golden State. You know, they're building up with all their superstars. So you never know because every. Do you remember a couple of years ago? I would say like three, four years ago, nobody wanted to go to the Raiders. Everybody was. Please don't send me to Raiders. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And now everybody wants I remember there was a rumor that we might get Jimmy Graham in a trade. He actually cried to his own coach that he did not want to go to the Raiders. And now I I believe he would want to go to the Raiders now. But um that's what I'm saying. It, things change in a snap. So you gotta be ready to, to make it happen when it happens. Yeah, you do. Now, folks, we've got a couple more minutes here with Gilbert Batista. Again, he is the co-host of Ringside, the boxing show we do, i.e. Sports Radio, Spreaker.com. Also co-host with Larry B., who's in our chat room here tonight as well. Pirate Radio on i.e. Sports Radio for all you Raiders fans, and we'll start sharing that. Check it out, Pirate Radio, or just football fans in general. If you you want a cool podcast, check out my homies, man. They're doing a, a good job over there. Um, fun show as well. So, all right. Now, let me ask you this because coming back from the bye week in week 10, it gets interesting for your squad because, I mean, they can really literally almost be undefeated in that first nine weeks. I mean, they do have Buffalo, Kansas City in there as well, Baltimore, but they have a bye week in week 10. They come back. You guys get the Patriots at home. You get following week, you got Denver, and then you got the New York Giants coming in. Three straight, again, three straight home games. Um, before the bye week, you're on the road the previous two weeks at Buffalo and Miami. But, man, New England, Denver, and the Giants. You, If you can somehow get two out of those three, man, I think if that happens at that point in the season, your Raiders are sitting real pretty. I don't care how it happens. We just got to beat the Patriots. I, I could lose – I could lose every single game and I would still want the freaking Patriots. I just, there's, there's a, there's a hatred right there because I'm, I'm a Raider fan and I re, I remember what happened in, 
you know that that uh that rolling play that they called the that wasn't a right. fumble but it was right. yeah i i have that you know i want to see the raiders beat brady and i know this is probably, this <laughs> you want to see brady you want to see them hurt brady don't lie <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie to you it's one of those deals where if i see him go down i'm not gonna i'm not gonna cry about it tell you that right now <laughs> Oh, that's why we love him, man. Gilbert Batista uh, joining us here. All right. Um, speaking of NFL, we know, obviously, you're a Raiders guy. Um, well, who else do you keep an eye on in terms of the NFL, Gilbert? And let me ask you this as well, kind of a two-part question. Um, who else yeah. do you like or maybe watch with interest? And also, if not your Raiders, who can topple the Raiders from the top of the, the division this year? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there because I love I love me some defensive teams and I think the Steelers. I mean they got Antonio Brown and with Antonio Brown you always have a shot and you got Ro- Roethlisberger back there, so you always have a shot with the Steelers. I mean always look at them and the Ravens. Uh, Ravens haven't been good on in the run the last couple of years, but their defense has always been great. I mean right. to be honest, so I always keep an eye on mostly defensive teams. Uh, I really like the Giants because for some reason they're they're always in it. You know, they're gritty enough to even if they have a sucky record, they find a way to get into that into that tournament, and you never know what's going to happen in that tournament. You saw what they did to the Patriots twice. Exactly. So, you know, that's why I always pay attention to the to the Giants because that 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 one for us is going to be a difficult game, but I think we could pull it out. And let me ask you this. How do you feel? Now, you're a California guy. Um, your team will be in Vegas here in a couple years. You know, I, I, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you about it. How do you feel about the move? Obviously, there are a lot of Raiders fans in, in southern Nevada, all over Nevada, I'm sure, to be perfectly honest. And it's it's close. I mean, it's a quick flight, you know, from NoCal. It's a three-hour or three-and-a-half-hour drive from L.A., how are you feeling about this move, man? And obviously, you're going to keep watching them. But are you going to be? Are you going to be in Vegas? You going to go check them out down there? You know what, dude? I got to be honest with you. I'm 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 in a wheelchair, so oh, and I'm okay. from I'm I'm from the Central Valley, so it it does take a lot out of me to go all the way to Vegas okay. from the Central Valley. And I always said, you know, to me, they're always going to be the Raiders. They're the world's team to me. I mean, everybody, you 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 talk about the silver and black. You know who they're talking about, right? This is so yeah, very true. That's, Gilbert, very why, true. that's why I don't, I don't really care where they're at because to me they're the world's team, basically. You know. Well, here's the thing. Ever since that, I think it was 1977 Super Bowl where they where Jack Tatum literally decapitated my main man, Sammy White, who was my, one of my favorite players. Stop laughing. <laughs> one of my favorite I'm, I'm players. Sorry about that. I'm sorry about no, that. No, but you know the play I'm talking about, man. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I grew up, my dad is from the Pittsburgh area. So the, the, even in the seventies, you know, some of these young cats don't know huge Steelers Raiders rivalries, man. I mean, these guys, these two teams were always meeting in the playoffs in the, in the seventies. Yeah, I remember when I saw I saw the documentary when Lin Swan was crying about a hit that I didn't think was dirty, but he said it was dirty. <laughs> you, know, you know. 
you got to play within the rules. And back then, those were the rules. So, just like stick them for Jack Tatum, man. Football was just a whole different thing back then. But I loved yeah. it. And as much as I grew up kind of hating the Raiders, man, when you got the snake Kenny Stabler back there, yeah. Dave Casper, arguably one of the top five tight ends in football ever. Um, just because of when he's played, obviously doesn't get talked about a lot now. Hall of Famer Fred Belitnikoff. I mean, don't even get me going on the de- defensive side of the ball with Art Shell, um, Matuzak, yeah. Alzado. I mean, on and on. Like we just said, Jack Tatum. I mean, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I'm the gonna Stark. Some, I'm gonna say something publicly. Tom Flores should be in the Hall of Fame. Thank you. As Thank the, you. As Absolutely. The, as the first Latino. Uh, coach to take him to two Super No, it wasn't one. It was two. Two, two Super Bowls. Yep. He, he has the credentials to be in the Hall of Fame. And I don't know what they're waiting for. You know, because why wait till they pass on to give him the honor? Thank you. Do it while exactly. they're living. It's because you know? here's the thing. You know, a lot of these guys who should be in, like Tom Flores, get looked over because they're minorities and whatnot. And then they'll they'll pass away. Then yeah. they get the what is what do they call it uh, posthumously, you know they yeah. get inducted and and, well, and they don't get to speak and this exactly. is what really irks me. So they got to make it happen. Yeah, I please do because you know Gilbert's right, man. And and again, uh, younger cats that don't know Tom Flores, first Hispanic coach, like he said, led led the Raiders to two Super Bowls, one one. Uh, phenomenal coach. I mean, everything I've heard about him from the players, Marcus Allen, uh, he had the Plunkett, best everybody. Percentage. He had the best win percentage of any coach in that era. So, just saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing, too, because, you know, I get caught up in numbers sometimes too much, sometimes not enough. But like you said, man, his numbers stand out. They don't get talked about a whole lot. But, yeah, Google Tom Flores if you're out there listening yep. to me and Gilbert. Um, yep. Pull out some YouTube video. I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff out there you can find on him. Um, not only a great football coach, real decent guy, good man off the field. And, you know, we we need more, Gilbert. We need more of uh, people like Tom Flores. Yes, sir. I I totally agree with you on that one. Cool. All right. Well, Gilbert, I'm going to let you go, man. I have kept you long enough. Um, I again, I appreciate you coming on last second here for Sports Done Right. Um, I'm going to be ending the show early here tonight, anyways. I got to go get the daughter. She's down the street here at the National Night Out uh, neighborhood, having a little party here tonight. So I got to go pop in there. But before I get you out of here, my man, again, tell the folks about Pirate Radio. Tell them where they can find you on Twitter, and um, we'll get you through here again on Sports Done Right. And definitely, we'll both be talking on Ringside here real soon. Yes, sir. It's Gilbert Bautiste too on Twitter. Please uh, add me because uh, I I love all the people that listen. You know, hey. I Sports Radio is the is the team that has all the sports. So please tune into them too. All right, Gilbert, you have a good night, my man. Enjoy another uh, wonderful California evening, I'm sure. And I'll be in touch, and uh, we'll be setting up ringside here soon, my friend. Take care, and thank you very much. Have all a good right. one. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Gilbert Batista. Joining Sports Done Right. And again, 
And I'm sorry, I, I didn't mention it at the beginning, but we will be ending the show here in a couple moments. Like I said, we got our little national night out party here in the, on, in the neighborhood. So I want to go out, meet some of the neighbors, do my thing. You know, daughter's down there, I think, already. So with that being said, we, wow, we never do a one-hour show. But we have to tonight. So, again, folks, I just wanted to thank you uh, for hanging out with us. Again, my guest, Gilbert Batista. Make sure you follow him. Uh, IE Sports Radio, Pirate Radio. Make sure you go to Sports Done Right on the Facebook page. I'll be having links for the X-Squad shows, um, you know, IE Sports Radio. And um, big, big things coming from the X-Squad affiliates as well. I'm going to get running again. Sorry, I didn't say this towards the beginning, but I am out of here. So I'm going to go get me some food and uh, some drink, meet these neighbors here as the sun is starting to set up here in the great Midwest. I hope you guys have a great week. I may be back a little later in the in the week here with an, another quick sports done right. A couple of things I do want to speak on here. I just didn't have time tonight. So with that being said, my friends, <laughs> Bama boy, what the hell? <laughs> I'm sorry, my man, but Bama, uh, we're going to be talking college football real soon. We're definitely going to be talking about your squad, my man. But again, uh, folks, wanted to get Gilbert on here. Thank him for filling in. Again, Die Murphy will be back very, very soon. Hope you're feeling better, Die. This is Sports Done Right. I want to thank everybody for listening and everybody at X Squad Affiliates. Everybody at IE Sports Radio, everybody over at Two Live Stews Radio. That's right, Doug and Ryan doing big things over there. Uh, check them out, DougStewart.com. And otherwise, we got links to all the shows, um, all kinds of other sports shows that are coming as well. Mr. Controversy, uh, Raphael Controversy, Three Point Sports Conversion. Um, another fan of that show as well. So everybody be cool, be safe, national night out, meet them neighbors, be uh, vigilant in your neighborhoods and be safe in them streets. I'll talk to you guys again real soon. Thanks for popping in the sports done right. Sports Governor Vince Wright, I am gone. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.